I'm Katie. And I'm Steve. And this is the City of Reading Podcast. Welcome to a Reading City Council update. For full details on each of the items covered or to watch a meeting online, visit cityofreading.org or find the links in the episode show notes. For any questions, suggestions, or comments, please email podcast at cityofreading.org. Hello, everyone. This is Jeremy Pagan, the Director of Development Services for the City of Reading, providing you with a recap of our February 7th, 2023 City Council meeting. So the council meeting was a bit of a long one last night. I ran about four hours. The main item of the evening was our riverfront specific plan update item for council's consideration. I'll get into more detail on that in just a minute, but we'll give you a brief overview of some of the other items that were considered at the meeting. Uh, We started off the meeting with a couple of presentations. First, honoring Alan Clark, who is our outgoing city treasurer and finance director. Vice Mayor Mazzano presented Ms. Clark with a commemorative clock for her retirement and um, city staff certainly wishes her well. We're going to miss her uh, being around here at City Hall. Corollary to that was um, later on at our regular calendar, the appointment of her replacement, Mr. Greg Robinette. So um, Greg is taking over as uh, finance director and also as our city's treasurer for the remainder of Ms. Clark's term, I believe running until 2024. So certainly congratulations in order for Alan and for Greg, who will be coming in to replace her. So some good things there. Also a presenta- uh, presentation at the top of the meeting was with Youth Options Shasta. Some of our local youth and some high school students came and gave a presentation uh, and what they're up to and doing on the Youth Action Council. So it was good to hear from uh, some young people in our community on how they're getting involved in local government and uh, learning the political realm of things. And so good to hear from them. During our public comment period, we had a healthy amount of public comment. Um, we had heard some good uh, good news from No Boundaries Transitional Housing, which is a nonprofit that the city partners with to provide housing for our unsheltered community. And so we had some folks get up and provide uh, success stories about how No Boundaries has helped them overcome addiction, other issues and struggles, and um, helping them to to find housing, get back on their feet. So that was uh, some good things shared. Of course, citizens got up and shared some of their concerns regarding uh, unsheltered and the homelessness uh, around town. And then we also heard from staff from the Good News Rescue Mission, who provided some updates about some of the good things going on there. Uh, The consent calendar um, was adopted without issue. Uh, One highlight I'll provide for us in this recap is that representatives from the Pacheco Union School District uh, spoke in support of um, the item on the consent calendar, uh, item 4.6A for approving um, parcel A of Shastina Ranch. So this is a 7.88 acre property at the Shastana Ranch development that will be um, the, the, the future schools, uh, parks and recreation facilities. And so cities entering into an agreement uh, where we'll have the first right of refusal to use those recreation facilities for the city anytime that future school is not. So a, a good agreement between the city and Pacheco Union School District. And again, there was representatives from the school district uh, voicing their support for that item. And so um, that was a a good item to share. And it's going to be good for our city to have some additional parks and recreation facilities to use for our community. 
moving on to the regular calendar, um, I already spoke of the first item was, as I previously mentioned, the appointment of Mr. Robinette to finance director and city treasurer. Uh, a couple other smaller items on the regular calendar before I get into uh, the Riverfront specific plan update. RU provided their quarterly financial update. Um, council adopted a resolution uh, for uh, creating a policy to name city parks facilities moving on into the future. And then we had a couple of routine personnel items at the very end of the meeting. And so with that being said, I want to get to the, the bulk of the meeting last night. Uh, perhaps a couple hours or more of the discussion revolved around the Riverfront specific plan update. And so I'm going to spend a few minutes uh, providing a little background and then just provide you with a couple minutes of recap of what happened last night. So um, the Riverfront specific plan update, uh, that effort really began uh, back in August of 2021. Uh, the city received an unsolicited proposal from K2 Development Companies, McConnell Foundation, and Turtle Bay in partnership with a design and architectural firm, Populous. And that we received, the city received a letter of intent from that group to develop the Northern Riverfront property. So that kicked off a lot of public engagement. Um, council in September of 2021 decided to hold a series of workshops with the public to talk about this and to um, hear the public's thoughts and concerns on this proposed offer to buy up this land and develop it. So we had workshops in October and November of 2021. And then in April of 2022, council decided to not sell the land, not declare it surplus. Instead, they directed staff to hire a consultant to update the Riverfront specific plan instead. So the Riverfront specific plan uh, exists now. It's a 30 plus year old document. And so instead of declaring land surplus and engaging in this development offer, instead staff was directed to revisit our specific plan for this area to shape and determine what the future of the Northern and Southern Riverfront might look like. So in September of 2022, then staff put together a request for a proposal and council authorized release that request to, uh, for a proposal to planning and urban design consultants. Uh, the city received three bidders, and in December 22, just a few months ago, staff conducted interviews with these consultants and arrived at a, uh, a ranking of uh, selecting the top consultant. And we brought that before council um, on this meeting, February 7th. So that's just by way of background how we got here. So at this council meeting on February 7th, what was before council was consideration of awarding the contract to um, the preferred consultant uh, to help the city update the Riverfront specific plan. So we received uh, bids from Kimley Horn, Placeworks, and MIG. Kimley Horn is a, a large multidisciplinary engineering firm. Placeworks is a California-based planning and design firm. And MIG is a planning and design firm um, located with offices throughout the country. The interview process uh, consisted of staff from numerous departments throughout the city, and we uh, that that panel um, interviewed the consultants on a basis of certain criteria. So whether or not the consultant understood the, uh, the objectives of the update, how they were going to meet these objectives, how well did they present, how complete was it, what was the firm's experience, their qualifications, and, and what relevant projects have they worked on. So staff, uh, after conducting interviews and reviewing proposals, uh, brought before council the recommendation to have MIG, in coordination with their team, 
Populous, GHD, NMR Design, Tawa, and Borough Happold. So the MIG team collectively of, of them and those subconsultants, that was uh, city staff's recommendation for the consultant that should be awarded the contract to help us embark on this effort to update the riverfront specific plan. Uh, a few distinguishing character characteristics of MIG, uh, they had an excellent interview and presentation. They have a heavy focus on community engagement outreach, which is, I think, very important for this item. We've seen the community really engaged on this topic. Everyone uh, really cares about what's going on on a riverfront as they should. And MIG's proposal has a real huge focus on how they are going to reach out to the community and engage them through this planning process. They also have a Native Nations studio and a specialist on board to help uh, with engaging our, our Wintu Nation and our Indigenous peoples here locally. And so um, that's incredibly important for any planning process, certainly so one that involves uh, the riverfront and riparian areas here at the center of town. They have world-class vision and expertise and, and great, really uh, unique, relevant project experience. And so um, staff is, uh, was impressed by MIG's proposal and their, um, their interview. And so I closed out the presentation, uh, essentially showing how MIG ranked the highest of the three uh, based on scores provided by uh, the interview panel, as well as MIG being the low bidder of the three with a, a proposed price of around 1.23 million to do this riverfront specific plan update, which and also includes uh, environmental impact report per California Environmental Quality Act. And it's a two year long process. So it might seem like a, a rather steep price tag, but it's a two year long process involving MIG and a, a team of consultants and uh, quite literally thousands of hours of work to go into this. And so staff's recommendation, uh, we landed on that. And uh, there was, after our recommendation uh, for MIG, and we proposed that to council, um, there was a, quite a bit of public comment and quite a bit of discussion amongst city council before they uh, took action on the item. So we had about an 45 minutes to an hour of public comment. There was one common theme. Uh, many people felt there was a conflict of interest uh, with the selection of MIG, specifically with their subconsultant populace. So city staff attempted to explain to the public and to council that populace architecture was never uh, listed as a, uh, a potential uh, equity partner or landowner and that that unsolicited offer. They've always been a part of the equation in terms of their design expertise and their architectural and urban design um, practice. And so while it's a perhaps a perceived conflict of interest, as city manager Tippin discussed at the council meeting, um, what city staff tried to do at that meeting and in our responses was to um, address those concerns of the public that in fact, uh, Populous is not a developer. They're an architect and designer, and they have really no stake in the future of the riverfront in terms of development. Uh, they plan to just act as a consultant and, and furthermore, as a subconsultant to MIG. Um, the public has and continues to say that they want to have a voice and our community should have a voice. And staff certainly agrees with that. And so uh, many people came up to address council that uh, they were concerned that they, they weren't being heard and that they wanted to be engaged. Staff's response to that was that the, the whole point of this contract that's being awarded is to hire a consultant to help us pro, uh, develop the plan. And a big, big part of that is going to be their outreach efforts and the community engagement strategies that they'll, that they'll embark upon. 
And last summary of public comment I would mention is environmental concerns, riparian habitat, and uh, California Environmental Quality Act concerns. So the consultant that's being uh, considered and awarding this contract is an EIR expert. They have EIR experts on their team as well. And so a large part of that contract, I think even perhaps a third of the hours and money will be devoted to environmental review, to scoping, to CEQA, and to preparation of a programmatic EIR to cover our riverfront area. So after public comment was heard, council uh, had questions for staff, and staff provided some responses and some clarifications. Um, Ultimately, council member Munns, Audette, and Winter spoke in favor of approving the award of contract to MIG. Meanwhile, uh, Mazzano, while he agreed it was a good plan uh, and a good consultant, uh, it wasn't in favor of of spending the money on the contract at this time. And uh, DeQuisto was still concerned that there was, at the very least, a perceived conflict of interest with populace and also agreed with Councilman uh, Mazzano that it might not be a good time to spend the money and therefore was not in favor. Uh, He offered an alternative motion uh, to not approve the contract and instead put the money back into the general fund. That motion from uh, Mayor DeQuisto uh, ultimately did not pass. And so the original motion, which was made by council member Adet, which was to approve staff's recommendation, that motion ultimately passed three to two. And so that item concluded with council approving staff's recommendation to negotiate a contract with MIG for preparation of the uh, riverfront specific plan update and associated environmental impact report. And so with that, staff will now work on that contract. We'll prepare it for the mayor's signature. And in the coming weeks and months here, probably in in March, April timeframe of this year, our consultant, MIG, will begin the heavy work of community engagement Uh, starting to outreach to the community and starting to get this process rolling. And as I mentioned, it's going to be about a two-year long process. So um, I think this is ultimately a great thing for the community. It's going to be a great, much needed update to a plan that's, as I mentioned, pushing 30 plus years old. A lot has changed in our community in that time frame. A lot has changed along the riverfront during that time frame as well. So this is an exciting opportunity for our city to work with an expert consultant to help us develop a great plan for what the riverfront might look like, what it might be for the next 15, 20 years into the future. So that's it for this recap of the February 7th council meeting. Until next time. 